The Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style. From a wide variety of life circumstances. All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms. To the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wastelands. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life. Hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, The Bible. tune in at the very least you'll hear the beauty wisdom romance adventure and intrigue of the world's greatest literature the best-selling most translated book of all history but more importantly god himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever now here's the host of the bible live selfie dollar Psalm 130, Psalm 130, that's our wisdom and worship theme for this evening. I'm just looking at this beautiful psalm. You know, we still haven't gotten all the way through. Hello, everyone, by the way. I just started right off thinking about uh, what we're going to be hearing tonight from the scriptures. This is the soapster, soap doggy dog, as I'm known on the mission mission field. It's funny how I picked up that nickname in the Ukraine, would you believe, soap dog. Anyone tells you Christians don't have a sense of humor, it may be a bad one. (laughs) It may be as bad as anything you know, but we love to laugh. Reading through the scriptures, we're to Psalm 130 in our Wisdom and Worship segments as we start our program each evening with a passage from the Psalms and the Proverbs. We are still in those psalms that are called the Songs of Ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T, or the Pilgrim Psalms. They may also be known as that. These are the songs that the pilgrims sang, that they memorized. They sang in their small groups. They sang group to group. I kind of get a camp atmosphere as the pilgrims made their way to and from Jerusalem in the temple and the major festival days of the people of Israel. Those who loved the Lord and went to worship God and make their sacrifices and give their offerings, they would share these songs. And tonight we have the assurance of the Lord's forgiveness. God will surely forgive us as we agree with him about our sins, as we turn from them and turn to him for power to overcome them. You know, we need more than forgiveness. We need not only forgiveness, but we need the power of God at work to take that sin out of our lives. Without that, it's just like one of a terrible, tragic disease like HIV, AIDS, or cancer, you know, where we can ease and comfort the victim. We can somehow take away some of the symptoms of the illness, but we can't cure it. How tragic that is. If all we had is forgiveness of sin, that's where we would be. 
but god offers not only forgiveness but his power at work to take that sin out of our lives after our wisdom and worship segment we'll be moving to the book of hosea picking up in chapter 8 of the book of hosea this remarkable story of a prophet who married a prostitute you'll stay with us for that i hope right now let's go to the book of psalms for our wisdom and worship segment on the bible life psalm 130 from the depths of despair o lord i call for your help Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is unfailing love and an overflowing supply of salvation. He himself will free Israel from every kind of sin. Psalm 131 Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or awesome for me. But I have stilled and quieted myself, just as a small child is quiet with its mother. Yes, like a small child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, now and always. End of reading Psalms 130 and 131. I love the way it opens up, Psalm 130, how God's forgiveness is so wonderful in our lives to walk with a clear conscience openly before the Lord. We have nothing to fear in opening our life up to God as we are honest with him about our failures and our struggles. The only thing wrong is if we don't get up. We all stumble and fall, but get up, and he'll take that sin. I love Psalm 131 that we read. If you're going to go to worship, this would be a basic attitude. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. That would be a great attitude to take to worship. Humble, broken, penitent. That is the heart that God seeks and that God blesses. Well, let's go to our reading now from the book of Hosea, this prophet Hosea that preached mainly to the northern tribes of Israel just before they fell. Samaria fell to the Assyrians out of Nineveh. Uh, and he was preaching to the tribes in the north before they fell into sin. And he's telling them how God would judge that wickedness and that sin. And tonight we hear another refrain that has become famous. They uh, sow the wind and weep the whirlwind. Hosea 8, 1 through 14, 9. Hosea 8. Sound the alarm! The enemy descends like an eagle on the people of the Lord, for they have broken my covenant and revolted against my law. Now Israel pleads with me. Help us, for you are our God. But it is too late. The people of Israel have rejected what is good, and now their enemies will chase after them. The people have appointed kings and princes, but not with my consent. By making idols for themselves from their silver and gold, they have brought about their own destruction. O Samaria, I reject this calf, this idol you have made. My fury burns against you. How long will you be incapable of innocence? 
This calf you worship was crafted by your own hands. It is not God. Therefore it must be smashed to bits. They have planted the wind and will harvest the whirlwind. The stalks of wheat wither, producing no grain. And if there is any grain, foreigners will eat it. The people of Israel have been swallowed up. They lie among the nations like an old pot that no one wants. Like a wild donkey looking for a mate, they have gone up to Assyria. The people of Israel have sold themselves to many lovers. But though they have sold themselves to many lands, I will now gather them together. Then they will writhe under the burden of the great king. Israel has built many altars to take away sin. But these very altars became places for sinning. Even though I gave them all my laws, they act as if those laws don't apply to them. The people of Israel love their rituals of sacrifice. But to me their sacrifices are all meaningless. I will call my people to account for their sins, and I will punish them. They will go back down to Egypt. Israel has built great palaces, and Judah has fortified its cities. But they have both forgotten their Maker. Therefore I will send down fire on their palaces and burn their fortresses. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 9 O people of Israel, do not rejoice as others do. For you have been unfaithful to your God, hiring yourselves out like prostitutes, offering sacrifices to other gods on every threshing floor. So now your harvests will be too small to feed you. The grapes you gather will not quench your thirst. You may no longer stay here in this land of the Lord. You will be carried off to Egypt and Assyria, where you will live on food that is ceremonially unclean. There, far from home, you will not be allowed to pour out wine as a sacrifice to the Lord. None of the sacrifices you offer there will please Him. Such sacrifices will be unclean, just as food touched by a person in mourning is unclean. All who present such sacrifices will be defiled. They may eat this food to feed themselves, but they may not offer it to the Lord. What then will you do on festival days? What will you do on days of feasting in the Lord's presence? Even if you escape destruction from Assyria, you will be conquered by Egypt. Memphis will bury you. Briars will take over your treasures of silver. Brambles will fill your homes. The time of Israel's punishment has come. The day of payment is almost here. Soon Israel will know this all too well. The prophets are crazy, the people shout. The inspired men are mad. So they taunt, for the nation is burdened with sin and shows only hatred for those who love God. The prophet is a watchman for my God over Israel. Yet traps are laid in front of him wherever he goes. He faces hostility even in the house of God. The things my people do are as depraved as what they did in Gebeah long ago. God will not forget. He will surely punish them for their sins. The Lord says, O Israel, when I first found you, it was like finding fresh grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the first ripe figs of the season. But then they deserted me for Baal Peor, giving themselves to that shameful idol. Soon they became as vile as the God they worshipped. The glory of Israel will fly away like a bird, for your children will die at birth, or perish in the womb, or never even be conceived. Even if your children do survive to grow up, I will take them from you. It will be a terrible day when I turn away and leave you alone. I have watched Israel become as beautiful and pleasant as Tyre. But now Israel will bring out her children to be slaughtered. 
O Lord, what should I request for your people? I will ask for wombs that don't give birth, and breasts that give no milk. The Lord says all their wickedness began at Gilgal. There I began to hate them. I will drive them from my land because of their evil actions. I will love them no more because all their leaders are rebels. The people of Israel are stricken. Their roots are dried up. They will bear no more fruit. And if they give birth, I will slaughter their beloved children. My God will reject the people of Israel because they will not listen or obey. They will be wanderers, homeless among the nations. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 10 How prosperous Israel is! A luxuriant wine loaded with fruit. But the more wealth the people got, the more they poured it on the altars of their foreign gods. The richer the harvest they brought in, the more beautiful the statues and idols they built. The hearts of the people are fickle. They are guilty and must be punished. The Lord will break down their foreign altars and smash their many idols. Then they will say, We have no king because we didn't fear the Lord. But what's the difference? What could a king do for us anyway? They spout empty words and make promises they don't intend to keep. So perverted justice springs up among them like poisonous weeds in a farmer's field. The people of Samaria tremble for their calf idol at beth -Aven. The people mourn over it, and the priest wail for it, because its glory will be stripped away. This idol they love so much will be carted away with them when they go as captives to Assyria. A gift to the great king there. Israel will be laughed at and shamed because its people have trusted in this idol. Samaria will be cut off, and its king will disappear like a chip of wood on an ocean wave. And the pagan shrines of Avon, the place of Israel's sin, will crumble. Thorns and thistles will grow up around them. They will beg the mountains to bury them and the hills to fall on them. The Lord says, O oh, Israel, ever since that awful night in Gebeah, there has been only sin and more sin. You have made no progress whatsoever. Was it not right that the wicked men of Gibeah were attacked? Now I will attack you too for your rebellion and disobedience. I will call out the armies of the nations to punish you for your multiplied sins. Israel is like a trained heifer accustomed to treading out the grain, an easy job that she loves. Now I will put a heavy yoke on her tender neck. I will drive her in front of the plow. Israel and Judah must now break up the hard ground. Their days of ease are gone. I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness, and you will harvest a crop of my love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. But you have cultivated wickedness and raised a thriving crop of sins. You have eaten the fruit of lies, trusting in your military might, believing that great armies could make your nation safe. Now the terrors of war will rise among your people. All your fortifications will fall, just as they did when Shalman destroyed Beth Arbel. Even mothers and children were dashed to death there. You will share that fate, Bethel, because of your great wickedness. When the day of judgment dawns, the king of Israel will be completely destroyed. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 11 When Israel was a child, I loved him as a son, and I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, the more he rebelled, offering sacrifices to the images of Baal and burning incense to idols. It was I who taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand. 
but he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck, and I myself stooped to feed him. But since my people refuse to return to me, they will go back to Egypt and will be forced to serve Assyria. War will swirl through their cities. Their enemies will crash through their gates and destroy them, trapping them in their own evil plans. For my people are determined to desert me. They call me the Most High, but they don't truly honor me. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma and Zeboim? My heart is torn within me, and my compassion overflows. No, I will not punish you as much as my burning anger tells me to. I will not completely destroy Israel, for I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you, and I will not come to destroy. For some day the people will follow the Lord. I will roar like a lion, and my people will return trembling from the west. Like a flock of birds they will come from Egypt. Flying like doves they will return from Assyria, and I will bring them home again, says the Lord. Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit, but Judah still walks with God and is faithful to the Holy One. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 12 The people of Israel feed on the wind. They chase after the east wind all day long. They multiply lies and violence. They make alliances with Assyria and cut deals with the Egyptians. Now the Lord is bringing a lawsuit against Judah. He is about to punish Jacob for all his deceitful ways. Before Jacob was born, he struggled with his brother. When he became a man, he even fought with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing from him. There at Bethel he met God face to face, and God spoke to him. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord is his name. So now come back to your God. Act on the principles of love and justice, and always live in confident dependence on your God. But no, the people are like crafty merchants selling from dishonest scales. They love to cheat. Israel boasts, I am rich and I've gotten it all by myself. No one can say I got it by cheating. My record is spotless. I am the Lord your God, who rescued you from your slavery in Egypt. And I will make you live in tents again, as you do each year when you celebrate the festival of shelters. I sent my prophets to warn you with many visions and parables. But Gilead is filled with sinners who worship idols, and in Gilgal too they sacrifice bulls. Their altars are lined up like the heaps of stone along the edges of a plowed field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram and earned a wife by tending sheep. Then the Lord led Jacob's descendants, the Israelites, out of Egypt by a prophet, who guided and protected them. But the people of Israel have bitterly provoked the Lord, so their Lord will now sentence them to death in payment for their sins. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 13 In the past, when the tribe of Ephraim spoke, the people shook with fear because the other Israelite tribes looked up to them. But the people of Ephraim sinned by worshipping Baal and thus sealed their destruction. Now they keep on sinning by making silver idols to worship, images shaped skillfully with human hands. Sacrifice to these, they cry, and kiss the calf idols. Therefore they will disappear like the morning mist, like dew in the morning sun, like chaff blown by the wind, like smoke from a chimney. 
I am the Lord your God who rescued you from your slavery in Egypt. You have no God but me, for there is no other Savior. I took care of you in the wilderness, in that dry and thirsty land. But when you had eaten and were satisfied, then you became proud and forgot me. So now I will attack you like a lion or like a leopard that lurks along the road. I will rip you to pieces like a bear whose cubs have been taken away. I will tear you apart and devour you like a hungry lion. You are about to be destroyed, O Israel, though I am your helper. Where now is your king? Why don't you call on him for help? Where are all the leaders of the land? You asked for them, now let them save you. In my anger I gave you kings, and in my fury I took them away. The sins of Ephraim have been collected and stored away for punishment. The people have been offered new birth, but they are like a child who resists being born. How stubborn they are! How foolish! Should I ransom them from the grave? Should I redeem them from death? O oh, death, bring forth your terrors! O grave, bring forth your plagues, for I will not relent. Ephraim was the most fruitful of all his brothers. But the east wind, a blast from the Lord, will arise in the desert. It will blow hard against the people of Ephraim, drying up their land. All their flowing springs and wells will disappear. Every precious thing they have will be plundered and carried away. The people of Samaria must bear the consequences of their guilt, because they have rebelled against their God. They will be killed by an invading army, their little ones dashed to death against the ground, their pregnant women ripped open by swords. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 14 Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. Bring your petitions and return to the Lord. Say to Him, Forgive all our sins and graciously receive us, so that we may offer you the sacrifice of praise. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our strength in battle. Never again will we call the idols we have made our gods. No, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. The Lord says, Then I will heal you of your idolatry and faithlessness, and my love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. It will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars of Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like those of beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedar forests of Lebanon. My people will return again to the safety of their land. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. Oh, Israel, stay away from idols. I am the one who looks after you and cares for you. I am like a tree that is always green, giving my fruit to you all through the year. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those who are discerning listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But sinners stumble and fall along the way. End of reading Hosea 8.1-14.9 through 14, 9. These prophets are so interesting. The passion and the power and the courage 
as they confront the society, as they confront the leaders of their nation, the political leaders, the religious leaders. Did you notice that? And I hope that you have noticed this. I've seen it all along. It's been very consistent. Israel had become extremely wicked, vile, immoral, sexual immorality and abuse of the poor and the oppressed. They had become extremely wicked throughout the society and idolatrous as they followed these false gods from these other countries and societies, deserving of God's judgment. But don't let that make you think that they were not religious. They remained very religious. Even in the midst of their wickedness and idolatry, they were very religious. They had their rituals and their ceremonies and their music and their emotionalism and entertaining gatherings. I tell you, it reminds me so much in so many ways of what we might be becoming as an American society. We get out the tambourine and we sing and we dance and we sing, oh, glory, hallelujah. And yet, I'm not sure that's the way we're living. This was true in Jesus' time as well. Religiosity was rampant. And some of it was very legalistic, tight, and joyless. Other aspects of it were very liberal and very entertaining. But God looks at our hearts. He's not looking for our religious activity. He looks at our hearts and our desire to love one another and to help the poor and the downtrodden in his name and to serve the Lord with humility and brokenness. He says, plant the good seeds of righteousness, and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. Oh, what a call that we receive out of the book of Hosea. He calls on the people of Israel to repent. We know that they didn't. 722 B.C. is when they came to judgment as the people of Assyria overcame Samaria and Israel. They chained them up and put hooks through their noses and took them away into exile, never to return. It's a terrible story, one we must learn from both individuals and as a nation. There you have it, the book of Hosea. He closes his book, as you heard tonight, with an appeal to listen, learn, and benefit from God's word. To those receiving the Lord's message through Hosea, this meant the difference between life and death. And for you tonight, as we listen together through the book of Hosea, the choice is similar. We can either listen to the book's message and follow God's ways or refuse to walk along the Lord's path. But people who insist on following their own direction without God's guidance are said to be in total darkness and we will reap the consequences of our own choices. Now, forgiveness is such a key element here because it ties the link between God's justice and His love. It is what expresses that opportunity for us, in spite of our failures, to be reconciled to God. Won't you come close to God the tonight? Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word.